Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Did you know that what goes on in your mind is the reason for everything you experience in life? For your anxiety, for the money you make, your major, your relationships, reaching your goals, even the feelings you feel. So why is no one talking about it? As a college student, a Latter-day Saint, and a certified life coach, I'm speaking up and talking about our thoughts and teaching you how to manage your mind. Because the secret is, you aren't alone in what you think. Your thoughts are totally relatable. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your wonderful host, Caleb Price, as you already (laughs) definitely know, I hope. But for all of you who are new, maybe, welcome. You are in the right place um, if you are here to hear some relatable thoughts, to hear from fellow young people, just like yourself, and getting advice and navigating this wonderful world in which we live that (laughs) often brings about a lot of fear and indecision, but it's okay because we are working through it all, all the emotions. I don't know where this intro is really going, but uh, you know, I thought I would spice things up, make it a little different, make it a little better. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I mean, of course, wherever you are, be there. Like, you don't have to change it. You don't have to justify. You don't have to say you're fine or you're or good. You know, you can be great or you can be terrible. It's all good wherever you are. Anyway, I am really excited because, well, first, I have to get this out of the way. And this is all thanks to you guys. Um, I recently just passed the 10,000 listen mark, um, this huge benchmark, which, I mean, after recording for almost a year, almost a year and a half, this is pretty amazing. Honestly, I my mind is blown. And it's really thanks to you who keep on listening. And so I'm grateful for it. I'm just, I mean, it's just a number, but I want to celebrate that and just kind of be like, yeah, heck yeah, I'm awesome for doing that. But really I do it because one, I love it and I feel good doing it. I'm not, I'm going to be selfish about that part, but I also do it for you guys. I do it because I want you guys to have an experience in your life. That's kind of different than mine was. And to relish in the joy that I get to relish in um, even in those hard times and to have this knowledge that I have right now. And that's what this all is about. Um, But I can't do that alone. And so that's why today I am having a wonderful interview with uh, my good friend Zane Khan. He is fantastic. He, I've never actually even met this guy, but I love calling people my friends because he's a fellow life coach and so just by that nature alone I'm just like yes we relate we we know what we're talking about or just like and you know he's a fellow young guy just like me like I think we're pretty much the same age actually as well which is really cool to see in the industry just because de- we definitely stand out <laughs> compared to uh, the yeah, average demographic which is not a problem and by any means I love standing out it's great anyway we have a wonderful interview Um, I really enjoyed our conversation because we just focused on not even really the basics, but just really a deeper understanding of what it means to feel emotion, what the whole idea of emotional intelligence was about. Um, Also, we talk a little bit about uh, body image and the thought work surrounding that. And because Zane is specifically, he focuses on helping young people build healthy habits. 
um, just like and healthy habits being just like habits that you want to help in maintenance of anything that you want to be quote unquote healthy be anything that you want and however you define that and so we talk about so he gives me i think two three tips basically on what it means to build a habit so if you are interested in one learning about your emotions being more intelligent about that two um learning about processing thoughts about your body and and how learning to love yourself even when you're in a place where you're like you don't want to love yourself or you feel like that's going to not get you to the place you want to be when it comes to your appearance. And three, if you want to learn how to build a habit, honestly, it's going to be a great interview and I am super, super, super excited. Um, right before we get into it, I just want to make a quick plug for all of you who are listening, who are parents or specifically for you who are a young adult, just like me, but you are maybe struggling <laughs> in your relationship with your parents. Maybe they're a little overbearing. Maybe they're kind of a nuisance. Maybe they're, I don't know, passive aggressive or being kind of a helicopter parent. Whatever the relationship is, maybe they're distant. Maybe they're not even in your life. Wherever you are at the relationship with your parents, basically, or if you are a parent, I am revealing something new. I'm doing something for you guys because I mean part of what I do is to help yes college students and I will continue that that is my main drive my main focus but I also believe that a huge aspect of something that I've loved and that's changed my life is my relationship with my family specifically my parents and I feel like that core relationship and how it's defined um by both ends by the parent and by the adult's kid or whatever you want to say by the young adult i mean it just transforms your life and it can set you on a trajectory for success because you have this soft space to land you have this safety and it's something that i want everyone to have so if you're looking to improve their relationship to have it feel better to feel so much love in that this is for specifically the parents and so if you're a young adult tell them about this and then this link there's a link in the bio it's for an interest form. Click on it. Just say like, hey, I want interested. You just write your email in, but I won't be spamming you with emails until it's ready because I'm currently working on building it. So you can expect it in around maybe near end of August, right before school starts, kind of the time when your parents drop you off at college. It might be a good time um, for this uh, awesome new thing that I'm revealing. So um, without further ado, I do not want to postpone this wonderful interview any longer. Here is my conversation with Zane Khan. Okay, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited because we got another interview and it's an interview with a, I, I want to say good friend. I don't even really know you that well right. yet, but we're I, good friends. We're good friends. We could say that just because yeah. I think as coaches, it's really easy to just be like, oh, you're a coach. Like automatically we must mm -hmm. be friends especially finding another young male life coach in the industry, in the life coach mm -hmm. industry. So I have, I'm going to say my good friend, Zane Khan. He is a life coach and he is, we're here to have an awesome conversation and we're going to be talking about some great principles, but really first I want you to meet him. So Zane, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell, tell the people who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So my name is Zane Khan. I've always been into self-development and self-help, but I never knew how to actually apply it until life coaching. I would watch like YouTube video after YouTube video in high school and have like 
a little burst of motivation, but then it would just like fizzle out and nothing would really come of it. But that's when I discovered some of our mentors podcasts like Carl Lowenthal and Brooke Castillo. And I was like, I could really apply this information to transform my life. So that's kind of what I did and I'm doing now. Yeah, it's and it's amazing the kind of work mm -hmm. that you get to do that you're doing now. Um, but you just mentioned you recently graduated from college, kind of. As yes, well. yeah. I graduated with my degree in psychology. I love psychology so much. Just understanding behavior and the brain. It's just so fascinating to understand like why people do the things that they do. It's just like I could talk about it for hours. And it really intersects so nicely with coaching because that's also kind of what we do in coaching. We explore thoughts and feelings and actions as well, right? So it mm -hmm. just intersected so nicely. Yeah, it's kind of like the perfect diving board into the world of coaching. So, I yeah. mean, I love psychology. I didn't study that, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I loved doing it. I love talking to it. I have a roommate who was obsessed with it. And oh, nice. great. so, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, and where are you located? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, sick. I love Canada. Canada's yes. beautiful. Yes, it's so nice here. I can't yeah. like, leave here. Especially so, Vancouver. I wish I, honestly, that's a place I would live. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very expensive, but it's beautiful. Oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to make some money, I guess. Anyway, yeah. um, Zane, before we get really into the meat of it, like we talked a little bit about like why you love coaching, and, but mm -hmm. what's your like story? Because I feel like with yeah. every coach, there's a story that defines them the reason they kind of fell in love with the work or just like yeah. what is transformed in their life for them so like what what story do you have yeah I mean as a kid I was very like emotionally dysregulated I was like constantly crying and like not even at the age where you kind of expect it but like a little further on from there where like I'm like 8 10 12 and I was just so like emotional and reactive a lot of the time mm. so when I got to like high school I really wanted to make that intentional purposeful change in my life and you know as I mentioned I watched YouTube videos but it was so much more than that where I was like micro analyzing all of my behavior to see how I could change and I think um you know that was a huge part of why I wanted to just keep looking for something like coaching something that could essentially fix me thankfully through coaching i realized i didn't need fixing in that sense yes, yeah. like i'm worthy i'm 100 percent worthy as i am right now of course you can grow and evolve but that doesn't change that worthiness right like that's always mm -hmm. gonna be intact i also struggled a lot with my mental health um going into university actually i was diagnosed with type one bipolar disorder that was really challenging for me because you know I had the grades of course you know getting into a really great university here in Canada but then things just sort of fell apart and I thought oh I have this diagnosis will I ever be able to sustain myself in any sort of career at first I wanted to be a therapist and then I'm like can you really handle other people's mental health when your mental health is kind of shaky? And yeah. you know, that's been a thing for me, even in coaching a little bit, but not as much as when I wanted to be a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. So all of these challenges have really culminated to where I am now, where it's just like, I really want to help people and I want to teach them. And this will tie into, I think what we're going to talk about later, that emotions are not something to be afraid of. You know, you can feel them, you can process them, they can become your 
best friend. They don't have to be your worst enemy, like how they were for me growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's something that I ascribe to a lot. I talk to a lot of people about emotions. I think, especially as you're just saying, you experiencing a lot of that in college, because I think a lot of it kind of comes back up as we're on our own again. We are experiencing, Mm. especially those of us that struggle with our mental health, and even those of us who don't, who just struggle with managing our time and figuring out how to like get a healthy meal in once in a while and balance our schedules. Like it's really tough. And so it can be really easy to kind of like beat up on ourselves when, um, when our emotions run like high and low and we're all over the place and to say that we should be different, we should be better. And Mm -hmm. so I love you starting out that, um, kind of the tone of this episode and like, um, and it's a great story. It's an amazing story. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's really exactly that, especially in college or university. It, it was very challenging in so many ways. It ties into like your niche. And I'm like, I could have really used a college coach when I was in college. <laughs> you know, it would have been so helpful in so many ways. And I mean, whatever. If I get a master's, maybe I'll hire you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, as that's the nice thing is now we know. Now yeah, we exactly. know, now there are coaches yeah. out there. That's why I became my, I mean, that's why I'm the college coach. Cause yeah, there you I, go. I thought for me, it was like, I really wish I had this when I was in college. I bet there's a lot I of eat. others. Yeah. So yeah. And that's, I mean, I imagine that's what you're doing your work um, in your area of expertise. Yeah. Um, you want to just let everyone know what that is? Yeah. So quickly. I'm the healthy habit. Yeah. I'm the healthy habit and goal achievement coach. So I really want to help my clients develop habits that help their mental physical and emotional life to the point where they don't have to second guess themselves they don't have to feel mm. guilty at the end of the day and they can just have more intention and fun and purpose in their lives because they have their habits dialed in and that's when you can kind of go for more like big and audacious goals as well you know yes it's kind of what i do with my clients yeah, yeah you kind of have to have the foundation set and exactly. the foundation is always with the small and simple and with the small and simple, you can like, you know, you can build anything. So I love that. And I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that in our conversation, because as I ask all my um, people that I bring on the podcast, I want you to tell everyone, what is the one thing that like you've experienced or you've learned or you've applied to your life that has yeah. changed it? And you just are like, everyone needs to know about this. Like it yeah. would change everyone's life. Yeah, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's this idea that there's no emotion that you can't feel. There's no emotion that you can't process through. And when you're able to do that, there's nothing you're unwilling to do. Again, as I mentioned, like as a child, my emotions were so all over the place. If I somehow had this work as a child, my life would be so different. Again, I'm so happy where I am right now, but knowing that the worst that can happen is a feeling, not the circumstance that we think is causing our feelings. It just, it's so mind blowing to me. I'm still kind of implementing it in my daily life. But I mean, let's take college, for example, if you get an F on a midterm, it's not that F that's causing your feelings, it's all your thoughts, right? And Mm -hmm. the feeling would probably be something like disappointment or shame or guilt. And if you can sit with that guilt and process through without acting on it, without going to 
Ben and Jerry's and devouring a tub of ice cream right away or, you know, <laughs> doubling down and doing bad on the next midterm. Mm-hmm. That's how you really have life by the tail. And again, I wish I knew this in college. I did fine, but I think it would have been really helpful to just have the knowledge that emotions can be felt and processed through. And when you do that, like you're willing to take such big risks in life. Yeah. And I think that's how you grow and evolve. Totally. I love this because, well, what stands out for me, and I don't know, like, obviously, like, in a way I've known this, but it really struck out to me when you're like, you can feel anything. Mm -hmm. Like, we have the capacity, as you just said, to feel any emotion. (coughs) Like, it's totally within our realm of capacity, because like, while it truly will sometimes feel overbearing, overwhelming, and like, kind of like, insurmountable at times like an ocean that we're just like literally we cannot fight it but that's the thing we're not supposed to fight it and I just I mean I just and we'll get into that I just I just really want to hit home this idea whatever you are feeling is like totally possible and okay like the whole spectrum of emotion of feeling even like you're feeling the worst you've ever felt the best you've ever felt or kind of even the worst feeling I've ever felt, which is where you feel nothing. Mm. Like even that is totally okay and available. And what it means to me is is the next great lesson that I've learned when it comes to emotions on top of that is that every emotion is temporary. Like no emotion is permanent. While they will maybe last for days, weeks, and this all depends on how we approach it. And I'm sure we're going to dive into this because I'm sure you have some great tips for how to feel these emotions, yeah. but um, it's always temporary. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it will just be, this is my life now. And then I'm stuck this way. But yeah. when, when we recognize it's our thoughts, I, I really believe it's like, yeah, like I just have to, I kind of have to sit in it I get to experience it in my own way, but then it's, it won't always be like this. 100%. And like, don't get me wrong, it's not pleasant and or pleasurable. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it still kind of sucks. But when you realize that you can sit in it and let it just flow through your body, it's the most empowering thing in the entire world, really. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. I, it's fun to talk about it with clients, I think, especially because that's really when like, I think you can really explain it. Like, I think we're going to do our best. And I really want to try on this episode to explain what it's like for us and for the people we work with. But as I've explained it with my clients, it really is to me, at least a very one-on-one personal, you have to kind of figure it out on your own in terms of like, it's a relationship with yourself. Therefore, the only one that knows best how to feel the emotions and to sit with yourself is yourself. But yeah. what, what is your take on it? I want to hear, what do you do if you're willing to share or like, yeah. or what does that mean to you to sit in the emotion? Yeah. Well, when I feel it coming on, I like to pause. Like that moment of pause for me has been so central when it comes to feeling emotion. It's like, whoa, I notice really the sensations first of like, maybe my face is a little bit warmer. I feel a bit of rust, restlessness in my legs, right? I think a big thing right now for me is like trying to not use my phone as much, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's yeah. just the best practice in processing emotion because I can feel it. It's like so salient in my body where 
for me, it's like this, yeah, this buzzing and restlessness in my legs. Mm-hmm. And I just feel it. Take that moment of pause to just really like recognize where is it and get really specific and granular. We have our now feeling practice that we do with ourselves and our clients, right? Where it's like, what color is that feeling? For me, it's like this like really bright yellow mm-hmm. and actually conceptualizing it in that way is so helpful. Is it like fast? Is it slow for me? It's very fast. Is it um hard? Is it soft for me? It's quite soft. So just really like asking yourself questions to understand what that feeling is and seeing it as just that feeling or sensation. It's so helpful. So that's kind of been my process with um kind of my phone addiction recently and I just have found it so helpful I don't know if I would use the term addiction but you know my relationship with my phone usage right the habit that has formed exactly yeah it's just a habit it's nothing wrong Mm. with it but I love what you're saying is something you want different but yeah in order to have something different it means we have to kind of sit with those emotions we're avoiding (laughs) yeah and it's interesting when you brought up you know your clients one of my clients said recently um, regarding her trip to Germany, I'm going there and there will be a lot of moments where I'll be nervous and that's okay. And I was like, mind blown. I had to yeah. pause the entire session. I was like, wait a minute, we can't just move on from this. Cause you said something that is so profound that I think almost makes my job as a coach feel complete. You yeah. just said that you're going to experience a negative emotion, but it's okay. Like you can yes. feel it. So I took like, like literally 20 minutes just exploring that with her where I was like, wait a minute, you can experience that nervousness. What else can you experience? Like what else are you willing to um, go through when it comes to emotions to reach your goals? And she said it like so nonchalantly. And I was so proud of myself as a coach and proud of her as my client because I realized like this is just something that kind of clicked for her. And she had granted been doing this work before she hired me, but I think we just made so much progress to the point where she said it in such a like nonchalant way that made me just so happy, you know? Yeah. So well, yeah. seeing your clients being able to grasp that idea of like emotions being harmless is just the best feeling. It is. I honestly, I will agree. Like yesterday I had a client and uh, she said something profound too, where she was like, uh you know like some like now I'm just like when like a thing happens or I feel a certain way I'm able to like kind of just step outside of it and be like oh like okay like this is happening instead of like getting overreactive or being like this shouldn't be happening like mm-hmm. uh like when she gets nervous or stressed about like performing because uh she does athletics and so like um in sports and so uh, she gets really nervous or like pressure. She feels a lot of pressure and we've been working really hard on that. And she was now able to just kind of be like, yep, I experienced pressure and yeah. like recognize it. Yeah. Like that was a thing. And like, she's like, but yeah, like treating it kind of nonchalantly, not to say that any of the emotions we experience are trivial. It's never mm, trivial. Yeah. And I, it's the point that I always will love, love to emphasize is that just because it's happening in your head does not make it mean it's not real. Does not mean it's not very real to you, but it is all in your head. Therefore, you can change the way you perceive it, just as our these clients that we were talking about are, are changed the way to perceive it in that, like, oh, I can be anxious and okay. Oh, yeah. I can experience pressure and it doesn't have to 
affect me, but it's only, I think, as a result of the close connection that they've built with themselves mm. and that you have built, I imagine, with yourself when it comes to your feelings. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you have to like, befriend your feelings because they drive all your action. And the only reason we want anything in life is because of how we think we'll feel yes. in the having of it, right? And I think that's just so interesting because like Brooke talks about it all the time, how when she would go to conferences, she would always want to talk about feelings and these guys would like make fun of her and like laugh at her. And now with her income, everyone's like paying attention to this idea of feelings, right? Because yep. it can make you rich. It can like, you know, just like it can help you live a more intentional life. And I think that's always a good goal to have, you know? Yeah. I mean, the secret is, is that your feelings do determine your life, whether you're subject yeah. to them or whether you choose to like control them and, and control in the sense of like, for me, it's not a control, like where I determine my feelings and I calculate mm -hmm. them. And I'm like, this is how I'm going to feel robotically. It's mm -hmm. like, we control how we are in like an ocean of emotion. Like sometimes it's high and sometimes it's low, but we adjust the sale accordingly. We adjust the, uh, whatever the thing that steers the boat for <laughs> like the keel or something like that. I don't know. We adjust those accordingly as we would if we were navigating the ocean and we make it through and we're able mm -hmm. to navigate that without um, kind of falling into the waves or falling into the ocean. And yes, there's probably hard times we might receive even trauma and damage from um, because of experiences we have that cause our emotions to just be too much, but that's okay. This, like you saying is that emotions are harmless. It's like yeah. us that make them dangerous and like hurtful. Yeah. I mean, especially with me being diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I had every reason and I did to like fear emotion because with bipolar disorders, I'm sure you may know, like it's those highs and those lows, right? Mm -hmm. And that very much is based on your mood or your emotion. So I was almost afraid of this entire concept and, you know, approaching coaching actually helped me manage that whole aspect too, on top of, you know, medication and therapy as well, right? Yeah. It is just so powerful. You know? Right. And I mean, because I think, like you just said, like the, one of the, it's not one of the, I don't want to say worse things, but one of the most, I guess, like kind of harmful things you can do to yourself is to fear emotion. Cause, yeah. cause then we begin to close ourselves off from it. And then we get to, we can get unfortunately to the point where our brain's just like, oh, well, if we don't want emotion. We're not going to give ourselves emotion, which yeah. is like why a lot of people we can kind of, we live in a society that kind of numbs emotion. And unfortunately it's kind of pushing away from it because we are fearful of it. Um, there's parts of us that like love it so much and are addicted to it. Some of us that are fearful of it. This is again, a spectrum of like ways in which we approach it, but there's no wrong answer. It's just about the philosophy of life you wish to ascribe to. And I think Zane, you're a great example as you've been teaching us, like there's a way to approach your emotional state in terms of, in, in terms of peace and love for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so central to find the parts of yourself that you love and you know if love is too much of a stretch for you right now it's like 
what do you like? You're like, what do you even like not dislike about yourself? Yeah. Like, start there, right? I'm so big. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm so big on like body image and being able to like love yourself for who you are. Cause if you look at your friends and family, they see so much like love and like beauty in you. It's like, I just wish we could see ourselves through our loved one's eyes for just like even a second. Cause mm-hmm. it would, I think transform everything. Right. And I think I've done a lot of that work with myself being plus size as someone who's, you know, also on a weight loss journey. I think doing that work has been so powerful, you know, that self-love and it's really like self-respect too, you know? Totally. Self-respect, self-love. I love all of it. Just because Mm -hmm. like no one is like exempt from the need to choose to love themselves. Like no matter what like people say or do um, emotions always come from within yourself. And therefore even no matter how much love you receive, you cannot, you cannot accept it unless you are choosing to love yourself. And I love what you were saying in that, like, yeah, like it's sometimes really hard, especially when we've trained our brain in a way to not like ourselves when it comes to, especially our bodies. Like, yes, like I struggled with that in high school. I was just going to say like men struggle with body image too. It's a very real thing not to, <laughs> to dismiss all you ladies out there. Cause it's also a very real thing. I, uh, my mom said before she was a coach, she used to like do these seminars about body image because it's something that's affected our society. And, and that's to go on with everything. It's just the way we've been raised and the way our brains have been conditioned and we just kind of latch onto it. Well, that's the ideology. Therefore, this is the way in which the world operates. And so that's kind of like the it's like a gift that we've been given in life, but unfortunately it doesn't work all the time. It doesn't yeah. help us. It doesn't function because, yeah. you know, always thinking you need to be better and hating yourself. I don't think that's gotten us very, <laughs> gotten us very far in the world. And so yeah. that's where this, this um, philosophy and ideology of love is completely available. I love what you said. If only we could see what other people see in us. Yeah, And the truth is you can, you have to believe in it. You have to step into it. You have to imagine like, what does this person think about me? Yeah. Like, and really step into it. Um, it's, it's almost kind of like dismissing your brain a little bit and kind of going against like the grain, like, um, on purpose. Like, I mean, I would purposely be like, even if this feels so true, even if like it feels true that like, I don't know, I'm ugly or I'm not worthy or I don't deserve this or I'm not good enough. I'm going to choose to believe it any the opposite. I'm yeah. going to just choose and try it on and just see what happens. And um, for any of you out there, like it's possible. Like, I mean, I'm sitting two years later and I can't believe how much love that I experienced for myself and just telling myself that in terms of my body, I love my body. I love the things about me. I love being awkward and uncomfortable and like, (laughs) and, and not being like normal quote unquote, in terms of just like being myself. And two years ago, you wouldn't find that about me. And so like, it's a journey that if you are willing is available. And I imagine, um, I don't know how you feel about that, Zane, but I imagine you've undergone a similar progression for yourself. 
honestly the exact same thing for me. I was so like closed off even two years ago. Yeah, like I just, I would have never done anything like this. First of all, being vulnerable in front of, you know, all these people who are listening to the podcast and just like reaching out and trying to be friendly with people. It just wasn't something I could do because I truly had a sense of hate towards myself, you Mm. know, like this disdain, this sense of like, you shouldn't even be here. You're not worthy. Just go through life and go through the motions and just, you know, be done with it eventually. And it was just such an awful way to live. And I love what you said about like, you can believe whatever you want about yourself, even if it were somehow like factually true that like, or if it were factually true that I was ugly, why would I choose to like, believe that or fixate on that right yeah like you can choose to believe whatever you want and i think that's the beauty of this work brooke always says like you're delusional either way because it's gonna be a thought either way so why not choose the thought that's gonna create the feeling that drives the action that you know gets you whatever you want in your life which is like a positive body image right yeah yeah and and yeah and then and you can apply that with anything in your life this is exactly. uh, the example I always use. I've loved saying this. It's like, it's, it's the problem of the chicken or the egg. Like, is yeah. it the chicken in that like you were just born this way? Or is it the egg in that you just started thinking this way and that's what's happened. And therefore, if it is the egg in which I believe it is and that your thoughts are going to create your reality, if you want something different, it's possible. 100%. Exactly. And it's going to come going back to the beginning from your emotions it's going to come from learning to live with yourself and and experience yourself and be connected to yourself emotionally Mm -hmm. totally yeah so i i i think we've had an amazing discussion so far but i would love um because i think as you were saying you know you're a habit coach you're helping people with goals and i know I think everybody in college <laughs> is working on habits or goals. I think literally yeah. that's, there's always yeah. one thing that we're like, you know, I think my life could feel a little bit better maybe, or I would feel a little bit more better about myself, or I at least um, want this for myself to yeah. feel something different when it comes to my goals and habits. So what is one thing that like, you know, you can teach us now that like, you feel like, you know, we can apply and you already to the things that we're doing that like, you know, you've seen with your clients, you work with your clients on like, what's one, one thing you would like to share with yeah. us? I mean, I'll give you two. The first is oh, more great. like, yeah, <laughs> is looking at like, what is your relationship like with your habits right now? Do you have a lot of like judgment on top of what you're doing um, on a day to day basis repeatedly? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a lot of judgment and a lot of negative emotion around that, that's the first thing I would work on with all my clients is like dropping that judgment and finding a way to look at it from like, I always say like a compassionate observer. So you're just almost neutral with like a hint of like love and compassion and almost like understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause of course it's easy to get caught up in unhealthy habits, especially with something like social media, like they spend billions of dollars on how to get us addicted to these apps right yeah so of course like developing unhealthy habits around social media that's something that 
it's understandable, right? So having that grace and compassion mm-hmm. for yourself is always going to be the first step when it comes to looking at your habits and wanting to change them. Yes. The next one I would say is this idea that's more practical is 1% increases. And this is from Atomic Habits by James Clear. This idea of like making very gradual and incremental steps up to the point where your brain will tell you this is not worth it. The way you know, like if the goal or the sort of um, habit implementation is a bit too big as if you're super, super hyped up at the start. But then when you're actually trying to implement the habit, you're like, this is the worst thing ever, like stop. (laughs) Versus the opposite of like, you're setting the goal and you're like this, I don't know, like this seems really easy and almost worthless. That's how you know it's really worthwhile. Because when you are out there, for example, like um, walking for just five minutes a day, for two weeks that's how you get it ingrained into your daily routine and that's how it actually becomes a habit and then you can up level from there i think i'll give you like a third little uh okay yeah i'm sure you've mentioned this on the podcast before but this idea that you're not going to be a more worthy or happier person necessarily when you have all of these habits dialed in Mm -hmm. when you're like the thomas frank or matt devella um, I don't think that's how you say his name, but <laughs> any of the self-help gurus on YouTube, when you're, you know, like them and that you have all your habits dialed in, you're not going to be more worthy or happier, but you will have a life of more intention and purpose. And I think that's really central too, because so many people who come to me are like, well, you know, I just want to be happier by dialing in my habits. And I'm like, It would be great marketing for me if I could just tell you you're going to be so much happier, but life will always be 50-50. And Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful thing, Caleb. I know you know this, but it's like, you know, for your audience, this idea that when you have your habits dialed in, you're going to have this huge goal that you want to pursue or a bunch of hobbies that you now want to pursue that might scare you, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to play the piano. I think that's like... It's so much fun, but it's also very challenging getting my, my brain and my fingers to like match. I think you play the violin, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how it is, right? Like, yeah, there's it's, gonna it's be a lot of a work. 50, yeah, there's gonna be a fifty-fifty of emotion, even when you have your habits dialed in. So, yeah, I would say just dropping the judgment, focusing on one percent increases, and recognizing that you won't be happier once you have your habits dialed in, but you will have more intention and more purpose. Yes. I love it. I love, especially that last point. I mean, I can't emphasize enough. Like you said, like the importance of dropping the pressure of like needing to change because you're not going to become more worthy from it. And it's not going to actually, yeah. Like make your life quote unquote better. Like you will feel life differently. And I think it's an experience. Like it's all about whatever you want. Like if that's what you want, great. Like if you want to learn an instrument, great. If you want to get better sleep habits, great. If you want to eat better, great. Like there's a whole load of things you could do, but it's not about needing to do it. Who needs to do any of it? Cause I can tell you (laughs) there's a joke on social media right now where like, um, this guy, he's like, he sits down, he pours a bowl of cereal. He's like, Oh, let me go on social media. And first guy says, Oh, don't eat cereal because it's bad for you. He's like, okay, well then I'll have some fruit. And then guy says, don't eat fruit. It's bad for you. Eats vegetable. Don't eat vegetables. Bad for you. Water, (laughs) bad for you. Anything. It's just all bad for you. Someone's going to find an argument for all of it Mm -hmm. where it's good for you. It's bad for you. It's all about your intention. And so for me, it's like you said, whatever habit you want, go for it. 
just want it and yeah. want it at that level. I love what you said at the 1% because that's a level where you don't need it to be different. I think it was when it would struck out to me, what you were saying is like, you setting the goal almost where your brain is just like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, really? like to the point where your brain's just like, uh, this is kind of worthless. And then you just have to kind of tell yourself, you know, I, I want to do it. Like it's nothing. It's literally just this much to do. And then as you do that, like you'll trick your brain into accomplishing some amazing things. And at the same time, you'll recognize like, there's no pressure in doing it. If you miss a day, if you mess up, it's called grace. It's called yeah. like, uh, you don't have to do any of this if you don't want to. Yeah. And the thing about 1% is it compounds, right? Mm -hmm. Like 1% on 100 is different than 1% on 101, right? Yep. And then it just keeps on going up from there. So, so yeah, you're always going to be it. I mean, I love, I love that concept of progress just because yeah. like, that's a progress that's actually attainable and a progress that's not, um, focused on like your outcomes. It's just focused yeah. on your feelings. Literally it's most, yeah. it's focused on this idea that like, how do we want to feel about our lives? How do we want to feel about ourselves? Recognizing that it's not about the thing, but it's about our thoughts. <laughs> exactly. So true. Like, yeah, I just would go back to that idea of 1% because it's like, it seems small, but it really just adds up. And when you're not in a rush to reach your goal of having, of having your habits dialed in, mm -hmm. that's when you can really take that time and give yourself that space and that grace to move forward and just experiment and see what works and what doesn't it's when you have that rush and that urgency that's when things start to get very shaky right and then you're not enjoying the process you know yeah not enjoying being yourself and if this is the person you want to become then you want to be someone who enjoys being yourself exactly and i think part of habit formation and habit replacement it's going to be uncomfortable but you don't want to layer more negative emotion on top of that with like oh i wish i could get there faster you know yeah you already got plenty of negative emotion exactly <laughs> so no, i tell people sure. like you already got plenty of negative emotion <laughs> you already exactly. got fear you got anxiety like we don't need to add shame to any of this like mm -hmm. we don't need to add this this disappointment about yourself or regret about your past like oh we don't need that yeah. Not necessary. You got plenty of, plenty of negative emotion to deal with. Totally. Yeah. So I have loved this. Thank you, Zane, for those, yeah. those habits, for those yeah. well, habit tips. I think that's going to really help um, people in the audience, especially as um, we're all probably getting back ready to go back to school pretty soon. Yeah. And not that some, summer has been beautiful. Summer has been amazing, but I imagine that we might be ready to get back on that horse get ready to back in the school routine. And so I think that's, that's a great way to like frame um, this coming back to school. So um, this has been amazing. Thank you for being on the podcast. By yeah, the way. Thank you for having this me. Yeah. Amazing. So um, I hope to all of you, if you've enjoyed this, if you're like Zane's amazing, cause he is, but if you're like, um, I'd like to learn more about habit forming goal setting or about what Zane does as a coach. Zane, like where can we people find you? Where, yeah. what's all, what's all the information? Yeah. So the best place is my website. I just got it launched and I'm really Congrats. proud of how it turned out. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's Zane Khan coaching. So that's Z or Z A Y N E 
khancoaching.com. I'm sure you have show notes that you can put. Yeah, so we'll have notes. all the links and so you should be able to find them, but that's good to know still. Zaneconcoaching.com. Yeah. Yes. And then um, I know you're also on Instagram, I'm pretty sure, just in case. Yeah, same thing, ZaneConcoaching. ZaneConcoaching, yeah. and you have some great content, so. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, thank you again so much. Yes, thank you for pleasure. having me. It's been a pleasure. Love yeah. having another um, male life coach out there yes. and just representing, representing um, what's possible in the world. And so, and thank you for this amazing discussion on emotions, on habits, on loving yes. ourselves. It's been amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you as well. I think your niche is also so important. I mentioned it earlier, like I wish I had a college coach just because like it would free up so much time and so much like unnecessary time, like where I'm worrying or I'm judging myself like that in itself could have given me like the opportunity to maybe get a part-time job or like pursue more hobbies or dial in my habits you know so <laughs> I really appreciate the work you're doing as well oh so, thank you yeah. yeah I mean I think everyone needs it but everyone needs yeah. a coach exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you guys for being on um for being with us and uh, I'll see you next time Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to personally see how what I talk about can change your life forever, sign up for your free coaching call today. This episode was sponsored by Zane Khan. Thank you so much for being on this podcast and thank you for the great work you do as a life coach. A special shout out to all of you for listening to this podcast and helping me reach 10 over 10,000 listens. Thank you so much. And to everyone, keep it spicy.